Hey everyone, it's me, the Sodaholic, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Talk. Um, it is currently 1.47 a.m. Um, I got back from work last night, and I laid in my bed, and I dozed off, thinking I was going to have a great night's rest. A great night's I was I was tired, and when I tucked myself into bed, I was like, you know, I... I'm not at peace, but like, I'm 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 tired, and my body's tired, my mind's tired, and this is one of those nights where I can just doze off peacefully into sleep. Because um, usually my body's tired, but my mind's not, or my mind's tired, but my body needs to get up. But this was one of those situations where um, both were in sync in levels of tiredness, and so I went to bed. And then I opened up my eyes, stretched. I was like, oh, man. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I wonder what time it is. Checked my phone. It's fucking 11 p.m. the same day. I went to bed at 9 p.m., woke up at 11. Couldn't go back to sleep. Because guess what? One of the one of the things got unsynced. My body laying in bed. Saying I need to go to bed, but my mind not at ease. And so what I do when I'm usually not at ease in my bed is I talk to myself as if I'm having conversation with people. And as I was laying there having this conversation with myself or just talking as if someone's listening to me, I realized that this would be a perfect opportunity for a pom talk. So... That's exactly what we're going to do here right now. Um, <laughs> so usually uh, beginning of these pop talks, I'm fumbling of what the topic's going to be. And I already know what the topic's going to be. Uh, today's topic, or I'm sorry, this podcast topic, because you might be listening to a few. Uh, this podcast in particular's topic is, uh, how do I, I want to phrase this? It's... Um, It's maybe I think it's kind of a continuation of friendships and vulnerability, but on the other spectrum, because that whole podcast of uh, friendship and uh, vulnerability was how I don't really have a best friend and stuff like that. Well, this podcast is about how I've formed close, really close friendships with people, and then they, uh, how do I want to say this? I guess just being left out, I guess, <laughs> that you can say. Because you know, like like I said earlier in Friendship and Vulnerability, um, one of the things that I classify for a best friend is someone who kind of prioritizes you and remembers you and keeps you in mind. Well, the thing we're going to be talking about today are, are the friendships that I formed where... I've given people my fullest attention and they ended up not caring about me so much. And that hurts. That type, that type of stuff hurts. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, sit back, relax, and listen to me fucking recall horrible memories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know... Um, it's no surprise to the boys, shout out to the boys, um, that I am a horrible, horrible texter, at least when it comes to them. Like, I, you, you you know, the guys will send me a text um, and I won't respond to them for another hour or two, or if I even do respond. Sometimes I don't even respond. I'll respond in my head, but I won't actually respond, respond. Um, and that's because I never really... You know, there's. I don't feel the urgency, you know, to respond, and I maybe that makes me a dick, um, which I can totally be. Um, but like the way I see it is, I, I I talk to the boys regularly in our little Discord calls. Um, you know, we catch up there, um, and that's you know when I catch up with them because usually when I when I text the boys. Um, 
it's pretty straightforward. Hey, here's this subject. I'll comment on the subject. They'll call me um, a name uh, of the not-so-nice variety. I call them something back. We have an exchange of jokes, which it probably encodes vulgar language and, and um, the orientation of our preferences, and that's, <laughs> you know, end the conversation there. Um, but in that sense, uh, I just feel more comfortable just tuning into the Discord call later. Like I can talk to you later about this. This 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 stuff doesn't really need to happen now. If they texted me saying, "Hey, you know, this is something really important to me. Um, can you get back to me?" I, of course, immediately. You know, or maybe not immediately because I'm kind of bad at looking at my phone. But I, I I will be more responsive that way. If like, "Hey, I kind of need help with this," um, I'll be sure to be there. Um, and not to say that I don't think our conversations day to day is boring is just again since we have a form of communication through discord um i don't have the urgency to answer them um but I, i've had other friends who uh they've texted me and um i'll respond right away or pretty much closely right away uh and i need to make this stipulation um you know it <laughs> Call me a simp. Call me whatever you want to. I find it easier to talk to girls than I do talking to dudes in that type of way, in in a text form, you know? Because like I said, the, the guy's conversation is a pretty straightforward format. Here's a topic. We exchange jokes. That's about it. Um, usually it's bickering and stuff like that. And again, it's, it's not bad. It's just that's just the flow. Um but when i'm when i'm talking with a girl i can be a little bit more um uh i can i feel more inclined to talk about my day you know i find it easier to talk to girls than i do talking to guys um us guys have a hard tendency of or at least for some people they have a hard tendency of just locking down like if we get too personal with a subject, they kind of lock down, and um, their their back out is just changing the subject. But when I'm when I'm talking to girls, um, you know, I can be a little bit more natural with how my day is going or how I'm feeling in a you know particular moment, and they do vice versa. And so whenever that happens, um, I'm more inclined to, to text them back, you know. Um, because it, it's the same format as with the guys with here's a subject, here's a joke. But then we'll branch off into the day and um, how we're feeling. You know, if there's anything bothering us or if there's anything we're excited for, stuff like that. Yada, yada. And since I don't really have a Discord call with, with girls, really, um, then that's my form of talking to them. Right. With the guys, I have the Discord with girls. I just I, I text them. And usually that gets me into a little bit of trouble because then the guys are like, man, you're horrible at texting. And girls would be like, well, you know, he's not. And I just look like the biggest loser. But, you know, it's, that's besides the point. Um, but uh, sometimes you'll talk to someone for a very long time for a consistent – or I'm sorry, for a very long time consistently, like every day. And then all of a sudden – that conversation with this person just stops suddenly, abruptly, violently. <laughs> okay, maybe not violently, but um, it just stops. And I don't know. I, this has happened to me a couple of times, and uh, I hope this hasn't happened to other people. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this has happened to other people. But I call this this sensation this. The, the act of talking to someone consistently for a very long time and then an abrupt stop. I call that the Grimm effect. I call it that because Grimm was the name of the first person who I had this happen with. Grimm could be a nickname, last name, first name, you'll never know, but Grimm was a name associated with um, my the first person that I started talking to consistently. And her and I uh, stopped talking. And that's why I call it the Grim Effect, is after her. Um, so the first the first one um, that I had this with, I was in middle school. And excuse me, I'm about to take a drink of water. 
uh, yeah, but yeah, like what was I saying? Middle school, middle school, middle school. The first girl that I had this happen with was in middle school. Uh, I think we got close in band class. I, I played the trombone. She played the fucking, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, f- the flute. I'm gonna say the flute. <laughs> I, I forgot her instrument. Oh, now I feel like a shitty friend. I forgot her. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna cut that up to uh, being a shitty friend. It's just been a while since <laughs> I thought about our band class. Um, but yeah, we were in band class together, and uh, I, you know, sometimes we would have some free time, and I love to draw. Back then, um, I loved. I mean, I loved. I just love to draw, and. Um, Nowadays, I'm like, I like to draw, but I'm kind of ass at it um, because um, I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm good at drawing. And then because when you're an adult, when you're an adult and you and you claim that you're good at drawing um, people, at least I assume that means lifelike, <laughs> lifelike drawings or drawings, drawings with um, appropriate um, anatomy. You know, nothing's contorted. Everything looks like it should you know, when I, or, or someone's like really good at coloring or, or you just, you know, like studio level art is when I think of when people say that they're good at drawing, which is, oh, excuse me, fuck, dude. Um, which is why whenever I'm like, um, when people are like, you're good at drawing, I'm just, I just say I like to draw because I don't, I don't see my stuff as studio quality i'll share it with people but i'm not super open about it back when i was in middle school i used to say i was good at drawing and i like to share it with people so i used to carry this art book with me the sketchbook um and i would just draw pictures on my free time and i even sold some drawings to friends of mine they would give me five dollars they would commission a a drawing i would draw for them and then they would give me five dollars and i loved it um and along with the commissions i also drew stuff just for myself and i i love to draw super violent stuff i would always draw spongebob and patrick with halo guns shooting at uh, like a demon um <laughs> mutant uh plankton attacking the crusty crab or i would draw um like disney channel cartoon characters going to war with cartoon network uh cartoon characters and just having an all-out war or battle or stuff like that um so a lot of people knew my art as just you know your typical middle school boy violence and gore and stuff but i also liked the um i also like just doodling just drawing cartoons making cool looking cartoons that had nothing to do with gore um character designs interesting stuff and one of the drawings i drew was um kirby like from super smash brothers but if he absorbed uh superman so it was just kirby flying through the air with the superman symbol and a cape uh and um Grim, <laughs> I almost dropped her name, but Grim, she saw it. She saw this Kirby photo and she absolutely loved it. And she asked if she can, you know, if she can have it. And I just gave it to her. I didn't really charge her money. I just gave it to her. Um, in fact, there was another girl who wanted it, but uh, um, but Grim, <laughs> but Grim, uh, she was faster. She grabbed it. She grabbed it out of her hand, <laughs> out of my hand too. She was, she was just, she was just faster than it. <clears throat> and, um, she also loved to draw. Um, and, uh, we would exchange art, um, and stuff. And it turned out she, that she also was a big fan of, um, Video games. I loved video games. I was more of an Xbox fan. She was more of a Nintendo fan. So she loved Animal Crossing. Uh, her favorite was The Legend of Zelda. That was her favorite. Legend of Zelda. And uh, we would exchange art. She would draw me Legend of Zelda stuff. I would draw her. her um... Wow. I just draw her stuff. I just It just hit me that we used to we used to draw pictures for each other. That was our thing. We used to just draw pictures for each other. That was fun. That that was fun. Anyways, we turned out to have a lot more classes together than uh, than I remember or than we originally thought. She was in my PE class. My my um. Actually, I think that was it. <laughs> she was in my band history class. Um, 
but we ended up getting each other's numbers when I got my phone in the eighth grade and um, we would text each other. We just, you know, and we would send each other pictures of our art through there as well. And we would just talk about stupid stuff and um, conversation, yidi yada jazz and all that. And one day, uh, my brother noticed that I was on my phone. And when I walked away, I put my phone down and I walked away to go grab something. He grabbed my phone, noticed that I was talking to a girl and he texted her something, you know, under my name. And then when I came back to look at my phone, she said, I loved you too. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at the text message earlier and the motherfucker, my brother, he texted her, LOL, I love you. (laughs) Fucking ass. Fucking fuck that guy. And um, and I was like, "Oh fuck, dude!" And so I texted her. I was like, "Sorry, that was that was my brother. That was that wasn't me." And then she, she texted me back with a sad face. She's like, "So what? You don't love me?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, I do. I, I mean, yeah, I do. I do love you, but like, I don't know." Um, so then she was like, "All right, bet." Well, she didn't say bet. Bet wasn't part of my vocabulary back then. But she was like, "All right, then I love you." And I was like, "Oh shit, well, all right." Um, and her and I talked a lot not from that point on i think we were already talking to each other but like um the phrase i love you became a staple in our conversation um because we would text each other throughout the whole day um from morning to night um whenever morning came around she would always send me a good morning text and i would send her a good morning text and every time we went to bed um she was always the one who went to bed first. But every time we went to bed, she would say, good night, I love you. And I would say, good night, I love you too. Um, and that's how our conversations would start and end for a long while. You know. And like I said, it was, it was cool. She, was, she became uh, my closest friend at the time. Um, you know, we would hang out at lunch. Sometimes I would even, like, I, I didn't have a job. My, my, my family didn't really have a lot of money back then. But if I did get money, uh, I would go, I lived, I lived close to a Walgreens. So I'd walk to a Walgreens, get myself uh, Funyuns and a Coke. And I would always buy her Sour Patch Kids. I'd buy her Sour because that was her favorite. She loved, she loved fruit candy, fruit sour candy. Sour Patch was her favorite. So I, every time I went to go get myself some Funyuns and some soda, I thought of her and I got her some Sour Patch Kids. And whenever we come back to school, I would give her Sour Patch and we would hang out and we would talk about art, games, and stuff that's on our minds and stuff like that. Um, and it wasn't, <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a perfect friendship. Um, there is some stuff that we start, we, we did not see eye to eye on. Um, there was definitely some, um, touchy subjects where we just, we didn't go near because it was again, a touchy subject. Um, I remember one time she, um, she was going through something and I was consoling her as best I could. And she texted me back that she used a word. I hadn't, I hadn't, I'm not too familiar with, I don't even remember what word she used, but she's like, you are so this word, right? You are so this word and you don't even know it. And I was like, you know what? I'm trying to, all right, I'm going to bed. I text her around like, you know, I got to go. I, I, I got to go. Good night. I love you. Cause I was mad. I was like, you know, how are you going to insult me when I'm trying to be here for you? You know, I, I just, I don't want to deal with this. Um, and then immediately after I said, you know, I got to go. Good night. I love you. She texted me back. She's like, yeah, you are. But like her, the message that she sent directly after I said, I'm going to bed. All that text message said, it was a long paragraph. It was all praise. It was all praise for me. And I was like, huh? And I was like, like immediately after that, I guess she, she read, she read my message and she, she texted, like she double texted. She was like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, I love you too. And, um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, this, this big block of text of praise. Uh, did I, so I, <laughs> I fucking got on my laptop, looked up the word that she used. It definitely wasn't an insult. I thought she was saying like, I was so obtuse or I was so full of myself. Um, and I didn't even know it. That's why I thought she was saying to me, but it turns out she was saying that I, I was, um, <laughs> I was a lot more, 
I don't in tune or mature. I, I don't know. I don't know what word. All I know is uh, the word that I thought she used to insult me was not the word at all. Um, it would turn out to be the exact opposite. Um, but the point of that, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it, it's not like um, it was perfect. Our friendship. There were times where we got angry with each other. There were times where um, we, you know, misunderstood each other. Um, and it wasn't until like later years of my high school years where things started to go awry. Um, we would, I I just think it's change in priorities. Um, we had change in priorities. Uh, we started hanging out with different people and we both started changing pretty radically. Um, she she would she would hang out with the kids smoking pot in the forest and i <laughs> was hanging out uh with kids at the youth group at a church <laughs> and, you know we <laughs> you know her and i just we we um just started drifting apart cuz we would we would do different things um and and laugh with different people um, and everything came to a front, um, one day and we just stopped talking. We just, we just stopped talking. Well, I mean, there was a little bit of a lean in to us stop, uh, for us to stop talking. Um, I know. So like I said, like I said, in the friends and vulnerability episode, um, I'm a pretty intense dude, right? I don't. Ha- I, I I claim I don't have a best friend because I'm saving that for my wife, which is totally true, and it was true back then too. Um, but with that being said, you know, words and how we define things is very important to me. Um, and at first, when her and I was saying I love you to each other, it was it was it was nice. It was nice, but after doing that for so long, it it felt more like. We were saying it as a call and response instead of actually meaning the words, you know. It, it felt like it felt like um, whenever she, she whenever she said I loved you or whenever I said I loved you, it wasn't genuine anymore. It, it felt like we were doing it just because it was what we've always done. And I remember sometime before we stopped talking, I I, I told her I was like, hey, you know, I was thinking. Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should not say I love you anymore. Not not to say I don't love you anymore, Grim. But you know, this is such a uh, such a momentous word and phrase, and we've been diluting it for a while now. And you know, I think I think we should stop saying it and say it only when we mean it. And she texted back and she was like, oh, I understand. Um, and then shortly after that, we just stopped talking. Um, to be fair, it it wasn't because of this. Um, again, like I said, we, we just, we were different people. She, she wanted different things. I wanted different things. And um, we left on not so good terms because of that. Um, yeah, we just, we stopped talking abruptly and then, uh, and that's when I coined the phrase, the, the grim effect. No, that's a lie. Grim effect didn't come until later, but the, the feeling of having to, after talking to someone every day for, for years and then just stopping, oh dude, it, it felt weird. It felt weird not talking to someone about my day, about my feelings, about... I didn't have anyone to share my art with anymore. I didn't have anyone sharing their art with me. I mean, the plus side was I had (laughs) two extra dollars um, whenever I went to Walgreens to buy myself Funyuns and a Coke. I can buy myself, like, a... What? Another Coke? (laughs) Another bag of Funyuns? (laughs) But, yeah. You know, she, she... 
she just she I don't uh, I'm not gonna finish that thought I don't I don't want to paint her as a bad guy she wasn't a bad guy I was there was a lot of things that I did not handle right back in those days right and her and I have changed since then her and I are actually friends now well okay we're on good terms nowadays uh we patched things up years later um we're not anywhere as close as we were in middle school and I think again because we are different people but we are we didn't leave off on that negative note um that we were in um but it, it sucked it sucked to not talk to someone again like that um and again um i didn't well oh at this point in time i didn't meet the boys i didn't have the boys the support um or just even the other guys that i was talking with uh from my school you know it was hard it was hard to open up about this stuff um it's always hard to open up about this stuff because like I said before, you know, us guys were so fucking scared of emotions that we run away from it um, until it boils over into something that we can't control or it's blown out of proportion. Um, so it was it was sucked. I didn't I didn't have a friend who I can open up with anymore. Um, but it was fine because I've, I've been alone my whole life at this point in time. And I know how to deal with emotions by myself. And I didn't need anyone. You know, it's, it, I was so happy to have her in my life. And I don't regret the time that we had. But, you know, we we, um, we just weren't the same people. So a few years later, some senior year or a little bit after that, I met another girl uh, who was a, <laughs> a fucking dork. <laughs> like me um she loved puns that's 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 what that's what got us to be friends was she loved puns this was this was a time in uh a time where i actively tried to make horrible puns like not even not, they weren't even puns they were just like on the nose horrible ass jokes and people hated them which is understandable because these jokes were horrible um but in the midst of people going, ugh, you suck ass. This is gross. I hate you. <laughs> Amidst the the crowd of noise, of disapproval, there was this one voice. He was like, ah, I get it. And it was her. I was like, oh, I, I like you. You're cool. I like this. And we would just, you know, we would just do puns with each other the whole time. Uh, when we first met. Sorry. I took another drink of water. But, um, yeah, she was, <laughs> she was a dork. Um, I got her number shortly after that. And, um, we started talking. And same thing happened. Same thing happened. Her and I talked. Uh, a lot and at first I mean when you when you talk to someone who you just met at first it's always weird at first you're always trying to find footing in conversation at first and sometimes it, everything you know it just dies out and it comes awkward and both parties just stop talking to each other but her and I just we kept sending us sending each other memes and jokes and stuff like that and uh, you know it was great <laughs> I loved it she would, she would text me out of the blue in all caps. She's like, there's a fucking spider. <laughs> I was like, what? Excuse me? She's like, there's a fucking spider. <laughs> and she just like talked to me about her crisis in that moment of seeing a giant ass spider in her garage. And that she, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> and how if she saw, if it came out, you know, she would fucking fight it. And I'd be like, yeah, you fucking fight it. You fucking karate chop that bitch. Um, but yeah, her, her, her and I talked for a while and she was the first one who I had multiple conversations with that were happening at the exact same time. Um, because 
you know, her and I talked a lot. We became really good friends. So I got her phone number. Uh, we friended each other on Facebook. Uh, so I, we would message each other on Messenger. I also got her Snapchat. So I would snap, uh, chat with her on Snapchat. I also had her Instagram. So I would chat with her on Instagram. Um, fucking, I think that was it. I don't think I had a Twitter at the time. Anyways her and I would have these long convoluted conversations in all the chats. And sometimes they would intertwine with each other. Um, and sometimes they would have nothing. Like I would be fighting. <laughs> I'd be fighting her. Like you're you, like, if, like we would have hypothetical situations where like, if we were in a zombie apocalypse, I would so totally like fucking kill you first. And like, we would have this dispute in like messenger, but we'd have the most supporting conversation happening in the, in, in our regular text messages. <laughs> And that was just how we, that's how we did things is just, we, we, <laughs> we had multiple conversations happening at the exact same time. And, um, you know, it was cool. Cause then, like I said, we, we would fuck around, joke around, um, with stupid stuff, but she also had no problem opening up to me about stuff that was going on in her life. And I was in both situations, this girl and Grimm, um, I I have a I had a harder time opening up with them about certain stuff. I I would tell them vaguely what's going on, but in terms of details, I never really went into. I just tell them like, "Hey, I'm I'm not feeling so well today. I'm not feeling positive today. I'm, you know, something's up, but I don't really want to get into it." That was just how our dynamic went down. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um and she 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 would tell me about her day, right? And I, oh excuse me, here's the thing. I love listening to people, for the most part. Um, you know, she would she would tell me about how, um, she wanted to form. Um, because I would tell her I would tell her how I had, at this point, like I said, this was after my senior year. So I would tell her that I had a close group of friends that I hung out with, the boys, and she wanted something equivalent to the boys now i'm gonna <laughs> i'm sharing this story because um i think it's important to whatever it is i'm trying to get to but um i hate to put her stuff out there but she we don't talk anymore and i don't think she even knows i stream or, or even knows i exist so it's fine <laughs> but she she told me that she wanted to form her own group of friends and i was like oh dude fucking go for it dude yeah, there's, there's nothing greater than having a group of friends that you can turn to in time of need or to, ju to just laugh at, you know, to laugh with. Laugh at, laugh with. Same diff. Um, and so for weeks, for weeks, she would tell me about this, this group of friends that she was, that she was um, trying to become a part of, right? Because she, she saw some, some kids at her college campus and she tried to integrate herself into this group. And, you know, for, for weeks, I'd be like, oh, so how was your day? And talk about her day. And she was like, oh, yeah, and, um, me and this group, we, you know, I started hanging out with this group. And she would start talking about, she would start describing names, their characteristics, um, who they were. And I listened to all of it. I, I was like, oh, cool. New new person named Danny. All right, cool. How's Danny like? Oh, she, and she would go off about how Danny is or uh, Gabrielle, the of course, I don't really remember the names of the group, but at the time I did because it was important to her. And so she's telling me about this group and stuff and how she hung out with them a few times. And it was very hopeful. It was very hopeful. And she was very filled with life as I remember her. But then one day she she was texting me and I knew something was off. She didn't have the same spunk. And I was like, hey, uh, is everything all right? Is everything, is everything okay? Uh, you know, you're, you seem a bit off. You seem a bit different. And she told me that she was having a horrible day. One of the worst days she's had in a long time. And I was like, oh, um, um, what happened? What, the, what, what happened? You can talk to me. What happened? And she said that when she went to this group of friends that she was trying to um, become a part of, they basically told her off. They basically was like, why do you, why the fuck do you keep coming around? You know, it's, it's they would, they would say stuff like, you know, it's, it's funny how you think you're a part of us and stuff like that. Now, 
I can to their defense to the group of friends defense if there is a tightly knit group with friendships that were already forged for whatever reason I don't know how she tried to integrate herself if she just tried to wedge herself in there things can get weird there's been people who I mean I have the boys but there's been other people who we've met who have the same flow same same energy and same style as the boys and so you know we'll, we'll we'll laugh with them we're not gatekeeping but sometimes there's people who don't have the same flow who don't have the same chemistry and then that's when things get weird um so to the defense of the group if someone just tried to force their way through i can understand being a little abrasive but you don't have to be so rude about it you don't have to be dicks about it especially to her face so fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. And that's what I told her. I was like, yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. You don't need them. Fuck them. But she felt so demoralized. She felt so worthless. So so devalued as a person. And uh, I can tell. I mean, you know, you talk to someone long enough, you, you know... <laughs> You know when they're talking about something that made them cry. This is one of those things. So I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Let's do something about this. So her and I hung out a few times. And then we hung out with um, mutual friends and stuff like that. So, and I, <laughs> um, I like to, I like taking photos. I, I do like taking photos. Not in the sense that other people like taking photos in the sense of like photography. Like they want people to t strike poses or like, oh, the sunset's great right here. So we should definitely take. I, I don't give a fuck about um, studio type posing. Um, I, I like candid photos. I like photos being taken at the moment of action in the middle of us smiling and laughing our asses off that's when i love to have a photo because it captures that that raw happy feeling that we had we're captured we're not trying to mimic this this a good pose we are we are the, we are the good pose you know we're having a great time so a lot of the photos i had of her and me were all these happy candid photos of us just living life and i fucking i made a slideshow for her um compiling all these photos and i used her favorite song her favorite song was was over the rainbow you know somewhere over the rainbow way up high that that one that was her favorite song she would play the the uke the ukulele um and she loved singing that song. It was one of her favorite songs. So I, I compiled this this the slideshow with that song in the background, encouraging her. Because at this point in time, she's talked to me about stuff that's bothered her. And I would send her a big block of text saying, hey, you know, you're stronger than you appear. You're stronger than you think. Here's why. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say yada, yada, yada. But like. I'm paraphrasing, but a lot of the times I meant what I said, you know, and this is one of those situations where if I just texted her like, hey, you know, people care about you. You don't need that group of friends. You have people who love you today. She wouldn't it wouldn't do anything because she'd still feel like, oh, yeah, you know, no one cares about me. So that's why I made her a slideshow. And by the way, that slideshow turned out to be the biggest pain in the fucking ass dude because i had like the lowest spec iphone at the at the time um i had a shitty ass all-in-one monitor and it it was so horrible compiling that slideshow was the toughest i spent so much money because i had to buy the song to put it in the editing software that i was using in the all-in-one monitor but then i had to buy um the editing software that I had to use for the slideshow. But then I had to buy antivirus software for the all-in-one monitor. So it was like $100 for the uh, for the antivirus. It was like $50 subscription for the editing software. And then an extra five. See, I, 
just for a slideshow, just for a slideshow, just a, just just a sender. <laughs> but I did it anyways, because it was it was worth it was worth the price tag. So I like, made made the slideshow for her um, with inspiring words in there, and I sent it, and she loved it. She loved it. And uh, she wasn't my best friend, but she was my closest friend at the time. Um, and, you know, I'd make sure that she was A-okay all the time. And I would do things like the slideshow to try to cheer her up if, whatever the situation might be, if she just is down on her luck and she just forgets that people care about her, I'll remind her. Um, but if it came to something big, like a whole group of people telling her that she doesn't belong with them and that she's weird and they hate her <laughs> then the slideshow or whatever steps i needed to take i took um but i also made sure to take the time to um understand her favorite things um and 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 special events her birthday or um if she had uh and outside club that she was a part of and they had events i'd be sure to to be there and i was and i was there and that was because i i cared and again we were really close friends and i i i cared um eventually eventually um with her and i talking like I said, we would talk at four different conversations. Eventually, she would find her friend group that she's always wanted. Um, and she would tell me about her friend group. And she'd get a boyfriend. She'd tell me about her boyfriend. Um, she would have boyfriend issues. And I would talk her through that, too. Um, and you know, she was a very busy girl. And, and she was for a while. And, you know, it's understandable when people are busy. They can't always come and talk to you all the time but you know it was again one of those situations where we said good night to each other and good morning and you know she <laughs> she she would tell me like when when her like she would tell me her schedule like hey i'm going on a camping trip next week so i won't be able to talk but text me when uh, i'm back and i was like all right bet um and that was just how we went and like i said she was, she was a busy girl um but uh, shortly after she got her boyfriend and her, and her new group of friends, things 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 got weird between us. All, all of our conversations that we were having stopped. All of them. They all stopped. It went from us having dynamic conversations in all of these different platforms, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Messenger, um, regular texts, to nothing. And again, she's a busy girl. She has a new friend. She has a boyfriend. And, you know, I understand not being able to talk to me. But part of me felt like we, we could have had at least one, one of those platforms be active. You don't have to text me on every single uh, device that we have. But, you know, just like you couldn't just text me on our regular text or or instagram or whatever the case may be not one of those conversations not one of those six conversations that we were having could have survived to be fair she did she did text me back but she would text me back um, she'd only text, she would only respond on like the text messages, everything else kind of died out, but she would only text me back. And it was like once every other day, like once in, it, it'd be like a four day break. And then she would text me back and then I'd text her back and we'll have like a good 15 message exchange. And then she'll, she'll disappear for another three to four days. Um, but the thing, the thing that irked me was whenever she did text me back it was it never continued the conversation that we were having she would text me back days later saying lol i forgot what we were talking about how are you how are you feeling how are you doing today and it it was never natural 
because before, again, when I'm talking to Grim, when I was talking to her, when we first started talking, everything that came out was always natural, always natural. This was forced. Oh, I couldn't figure out what we were talking about. Anyways, how are you doing? How are you? What happened today? And before, when she first said that, I was like, all right, this is weird, but I would tell her, tell her how the day's going. And again, we would have that 15 message exchange. And then she would leave again and then ask the same exact things the next time she would, whenever she had the chance to, to text me. And it felt more like an obligation. It felt like she was obligated to text me. And this pissed me the fuck off. This, 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 oh man, I was so, like I said, I've been alone my entire life. As, as, as sad as it may sound, if everyone in my life today told me to go fuck myself and get out of their lives, it, it, it'll suck. It'll be sad for sure, but I can deal with it. I've I, I've been I know how to handle a lot of the times when I'm struggling with stuff I handle it by myself anyways because whenever I do open up to people they kind of just throw it in my face it it always bites me in the ass whenever I try to share so I have been completely fine keeping everything locked down I don't need anybody and the fact that she was texting me like I was a fucking sad little puppy like like I like. I needed her to ask me how my day was. Made me fucking livid. I don't don't need you. I don't need this. If you don't want to talk to me, don't. What really sent me over the fucking edge when I realized that, like, um, that she didn't really care about me was... This is going to sound petty. This is going to sound petty, but I think everyone is entitled to being petty at least once in their lives. So like I said, I kept a lot of her stuff in mind, right? Whenever she was having a bad day, I tried to engage it in... I tried to make her feel better in the same light. Like the severity of how I tried to treat her or make her feel better depends on what was bothering her. Right. If something big happened, then I would do something um, out of the orthodox, like a slideshow or, you know, other stuff. Um, But if it was just something normal, like she's just feeling down, then I would just text her. Um, And then also special days. That was I, I kept I kept I always kept that in mind. Her favorite song. She she was left handed. She ordered a left handed ukulele and she loved playing it. She loved rocking with people. Who she would listen to, to J Boog as a Samoan um, reggae <laughs> singer. Um, but like I said, I, I kept her her days important. I've been to her events that was important to her, um, and you know, <laughs> like I said, this is gonna sound petty, but my birthday came. And not a word from her. Not a word from her. It wasn't until two weeks later that she texted me. She was like, oh, hey, I just remembered your birthday. Happy belated birthday. And I was like, why the, why the fuck would you text me now? As if, as if two weeks later means anything. You, you forgot about me. I didn't, I, of course, I didn't say anything. This is just how I felt. You you forgot about me. I keep everything important about you in mind, but when it comes to just as something as simple as my birthday, you you forgot. You forgot about me, man. Really. And you know, I I dismissed this at first because I was like, you know, some people are just bad with birthdays. Some people are just bad with birthdays. Some people are just bad with dates. And I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe this is just one of those times. I mean, it's just one of those times. Um, but then one of her other friends, 
um, who she started getting close to afterwards, after her and I were already really good friends, um, their birthday came, and she had this 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 giant um, notice on her Instagram, Snapchat. She had this like happy birthday so and so, and then she had all these um, collages of of um, photos of them. She's like just wishing this person happy birthday on every front and I, I was I'm not gonna lie I was so jealous I was so jealous and I was like so you you are good with dates you do keep people in mind but I guess you only keep people in mind who you generally generally and genuinely care about and it's I, I'm not one of those people. Okay. Okay. I understand. No hard feelings. You know, it, I my my verbiage, my the way I've been saying stuff. Um, I you know, you guys might think that I'm angry, and and part of me, part of me is angry. You know, like I. I even years after I'm done talking to these people, I still remember a little stuff about them. Grim, her favorite. Why? Why the fuck do I remember her favorite candy, Sour Patch Kids? Why do I remember her favorite? I I still just thinking about. It, I can I can picture every art that she gave me. I used to say glitter cow a lot. I, there was a there was a period of time in middle school and high school where I wanted to give up swearing. So instead of saying son of a bitch, I would say son of, son of a glitter cow. And she she made me a glitter cow she drew me drew me a picture of a cow and in the spots the black spots she put golden glitter you know that was cool but like i i always try to keep these keep these people in in mind and making sure that they're okay but whenever it came to my stuff they always they always forgot about me you know no yeah yeah, it hurts, and I—I've never told them how I felt, how 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 um, unimportant I felt to them, and that's I mean, there's no stretch of the matter. That's how they made me feel. They made me feel unimportant. They they would they would say all this stuff like I'm 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 their closest friend. That there's there's no one else. Um, that they're as close to, but then, you know, everything that they do doesn't back up that claim. You, you care about me so much that you don't text me back. That that you you forget the things that I like. You fucking forget my birthday. And two weeks later, you're gonna think that everything's. And so after that, um, after I realized that, I was like, okay, so she is good with dates. She is good at responding to people. I, I'm just not a priority for her anymore. And I, again, she, I was hurt, but I didn't hold it against her personally because I think every person is just trying to be happy and I just didn't make the cut. Personally, I feel like I feel like the only reason why her and I became so good of friends is because by by the time I befriended her, she was kind of in a dark space. She 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 had no one else to talk to. And when I when I say that, I mean I I, I believe she had no one else to talk to. It was literally talk to me or sit in silence with her own thoughts. And when she finally had other people who she was proud of hanging out with, she kind of tossed me to the side. She didn't need me anymore. And that's why I felt like, again, when she would text me, 
five days after our last text and she would say, I forgot our conversation. How are you doing? I think part of her genuinely appreciated that I was there, but I know, but it was, again, it was an obligation. I think she felt obligated to check in on me and I don't need someone to check in on me. I don't need that. So whenever she did message me days in between, I was, I was very, I needed, I needed us to stop talking. But if, if I told her how I felt, if I told her how I felt that, you know, you hurt me, I feel unimportant, then she, she would have, because she took things personally, right? She took things personally and she was, she was a very emotional person. So you know what would what would have happened was she would have said i'm sorry i'm so sorry she would have talked to me like um like the old days for about a week or two and then we just go back to the way things were cuz that's how she would treat other people is she would she would have this big burst of energy she would blame herself and she she would um <coughs> try to reconcile even though it would have been better to left it as it was. And, you know, one of the things, even though I was hurt and I wanted this to end, I didn't want her to feel bad for being happy. You know, she just, she had her boyfriend. She had a new group of friends. She was killing it in her academic studies. She was going places. She was at the top of her prime. She was happy. Thing was, she just didn't need me anymore. And I, again, I didn't want to be an obligation. So then, because I couldn't tell her how I felt, because then she would blame herself, I had to make sure that she was the one who stopped texting me. So whenever she did text me, days between, I just respond with really, really, really dry texts. How was your day? That was good. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Is everything all right? Oh, incredibly. <laughs> Maybe not incredibly. That was, that's that's uh, that's too much of a vibrant word that can spark a conversation. It was probably I'm good. I'm fine. Things are great. How are you doing? Oh, things are good. Things are great. Things are fine. And eventually, it worked. She stopped talking to me, which is exactly what I wanted. Not really. I didn't want that. I didn't want her and I to stop talking. I didn't want Grim and I to stop talking. There's been a few people after these two who uh, this has happened with, who I talked to consistently, and then we just abruptly stopped. I didn't want any of those times to stop for us to stop talking. But every single time we stopped talking was because... I, 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 they, they, I think I said this in the Friends and Vulnerability episode, but people, I say a lot of dumb jokes. I, I do wacky stuff. Um, I'm not afraid to make a fool out of myself. Um, and people usually excuse the fact that um, I have feelings too. I'm not. I'm not a jester. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not your personal clown. I'm not someone who is only there to to make you laugh and then head out. I got feelings too. I want I want people to want me to. If 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 someone were to say I love you, I want them to say I love you because they meant it, not because it's something we've always done. If I want someone to check in on me and text me, I want it to be because they genuinely want to know, not because of an obligation. But um, 
every single time. Every single time. They always put me to the side. From years ago to not so long ago, every person who I've interacted with, who I've talked to, you know, on a regular basis, and it was always, you know, it always gets me. It's 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 when they say stuff like, um, "You're." Every single one of them has at one point told me that I was their favorite, that we were we were good friends, and they would call me their best friends. And I wasn't ready to say you're my best friend, but they were my closest friends at some point, or at least I thought. But then they would do stuff that made me not believe it. I've had I've I've had people just straight up abandon me to go talk with other people. You know. I've had people call me and then like the moment I got on the call with them, they just they hung up. They just left. They just to go talk to someone else. They're like, Oh, someone else is calling me, you gotta go. And just like I like I, I I didn't matter. They would belittle me. It just it just sucks. It just sucks, because even years down the line, uh, again I I kept I kept. I guess there's still part of me that does keep important information about them, or at least I I, I know stuff that they care about. I I kept that to my heart. Some of them I still remember their birthdays. I remember what what their favorite songs are, what their favorite colors are. All the small stuff. Because I know how much the small stuff cared to them. Small stuff cared, you know, that, that those stuff matters to me too, but I try not So there's some people in this world who when they get when they get celebrated, they like live it up. You know, I, I, I don't because I, I want to be humble, but me being humble doesn't mean I don't appreciate it, you know? So it's, it's just, <coughs> <coughs> so again, it's, it's just, that that's what, that's been on my mind. I guess that's what's keeping me up. It's just, I've had so many people who I've met, who I befriended, who became very, very, very close friends with. And I I kept a lot of stuff that mattered to them to my heart. And then when it came to my business, they couldn't care less. They didn't give a shit. And that sucks ass. <laughs> that sucks ass. Excuse me while I take another drink of water. I think this is... It's just more reasons why it's hard to open up to people, and it gets it gets tougher every time. At least for me, it does. The last person I had the grim effect happen to, that fucked me up the most. That fucked me up the most. <sighs> Talking to people consistently and then abruptly stopping. You know, I, I got comfortable talking to them. I I got comfortable. It's just you know constant reminders of um, why some of us lock down our feelings. You get hurt sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, the grim effect, the grim effect podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think at the end of every podcast, I try to leave off on a suggestion, advice. Something like that, to try to to try to at least have somewhat of a positive note. Try to spin it. I'll talk about something depressing the whole episode and then spin it with one advice. So my advice here, my advice here, is don't take your friends for granted. Don't 
I think it's basically the same advice that I had for friends and vulnerability. But just to reiterate, don't be afraid to tell your friends that you care and to show that they care. Don't just assume that they don't have anything worth celebrating or, or, or that you don't need to say something. Don't, don't assume that, you know, just, just show them that you care. Show them that you care. Remind them. You know, we're not going to have our, we're not going to have our friends. As sad as that sounds, you know, (laughs) you know, here I was trying to spin it inspirationally, but I, I can't, you know, not, not every friendship lasts the test of time. There's going to be people who we lose contact with either just naturally. We just split off because we're different people or not so naturally. They're not going to be around forever. We're going to lose our friends one day. So whatever foot you leave off of, make sure it's a good one. Because here's the thing about all the people who I'm thinking about that I, that the grim effect had happened to from years ago to not so long. I don't regret a single one of them. I don't regret befriending any of them. Sure. Uh... Uh, it it sucks to to lose someone to have someone you're so comfortable with and then just to stop talking but I don't regret a single one of them I thinking back to our friend my friendships with these people and they still make me laugh I still look back at those photos and I still laugh I don't regret a single one don't regret a single one so again whatever you do just leave on a good note leave on a good note all right well that concludes this this pop talk i hope you all have a wonderful day and i will see you guys next time bye